0: Hi, I'm Ruthie, owner of Defy the Status Quo, and you're listening to an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, your 10-minute Monday through Friday shot of business knowledge. So continuing on from our previous episode on defining your company's ideology, we are gonna move into the second part, purpose, right? So there are two parts to your company ideology, and that's your core values and your purpose. And so many... Confuse purpose with goals or strategies, but a real purpose should be able to stand the test of time. It may be even last a hundred years or more. So Disney is a great example of this. Disney is a ninety-five-year-old company, and their purpose is to make people happy. It's pretty succinct and to the point, isn't it? So how? You choose to act on your purpose may change, but your purpose itself should not. So if your purpose is clear to you, then business decisions become easier. So um, consider Disney. And their goal is to make people happy. So business partners that they choose and other business decisions like creating their own content streaming platform and pulling their content out of Netflix make a lot more sense when you tie their values and their purpose together. If they want to make people happy, which is their purpose, and then the value, which is control over the Disney magic, those things come together. So to continue making people happy and to continue with their value of controlling the Disney magic, making their own content streaming platform just makes sense. So when your purpose is clear and it's communicated effectively throughout all of your marketing materials and your sales materials then your customers aren't necessarily confused about your decisions either. So again, with this Disney example, Disney wants to make people happy. So when they started building theme parks, it wasn't really all that confusing. Sure, they were capitalizing on all these great and wonderful characters that they had made and created these, you know, practical practically cult followings around, but It made sense. It was not confusing to anyone. Whereas if Hewlett Packard suddenly started making toys, that would be confusing and it would be pretty suspicious. We would kind of look at those toys like, what are you doing? And if somebody messages me to tell me that Hewlett Packard has toys, I'm going to be baffled and I will start sharing them. As you consider your purpose, you want to start, you know, maybe if you're having trouble with your purpose, you want to start with a service that you offer or a product that you offer and then ask why. Why is that service important? Why is that product important? Yes, you want to make money. That's true. But most businesses still have an underlying purpose. They want to provide something of value, product, service, whatever. They want to provide something of value in exchange for money. And so that is an honest want. It's an honest need for many of us. Another question you can ask yourself is, you know, how is your company drawing the best out of people? So that's kind of what the purpose revolves around. If you didn't need to work, what would motivate you to continue running and growing your business what would continue to motivate you to work within the company that you're in right now if you're not the owner or a key decision maker what would continue to motivate you what would continue to push you forward so that's another way to kind of look at the purpose purpose and values aren't necessarily something that you come up with overnight it's not going to be a matter of sitting down for a few hours and and just writing these things down As a solo business owner, I can tell you as somebody, you know, a business that's pretty new and is changing probably more frequently than a larger business, my company's purpose and its core values are something that I'm still developing. That's it. They're a work in progress and they're developing. With a company that's 50 years old, you, one would hope that the purpose and values are still pretty clear, but that's not to say that time doesn't necessarily sharpen them or put a point on them or add a couple of details or add a new definition to what a value or to a p- established value or purpose within that company. So as times change, we have to look at how our purpose and our values, how those things also adapt and how they come to mean something else or how they're perceived by our customers or clients, and therefore take on new meanings. So it will come to you, I think, in time, if you give it the opportunity. So it's something you kind of want to start churning, but allow those ideas to come up to you from your intuition, or wherever it is that you feel you get your inspiration. If you have a board, or a, an advisory board or, or an actual executive board, this is something that you're going to want to work on defining with them. Your board may be made up of you know a marketing expert, an operations expert, a financial expert, information technology type expert, and they're all going to have different perspectives. But what's important is that even with those different perspectives, those values and that purpose still ring true. If your board executives are representative of their various sections of your company, then you want your values and your purpose to ring true. So this is kind of an exercise that you're going to have to go through. But once you do, it'll be something that you'll be able to ingrain throughout every aspect of your company and use them to move forward. So if your company mission statement, your company visions, all ironed out and it rings true in your heart, please leave me a comment or shoot me a message. I'd love to hear what it is, but more importantly, I'd love to hear how you came to that conclusion. Okay. So this has been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, and we just went over defining your company's purpose as part of its ideology. I look forward to exploring this ideology and branding series even further with you. See you next time kind of change, um, or at least the way you learn to express your ideology changes. So that's kind of another fine uh, point of differentiation. It's not even so much that you'll change your ideology, but the words that you use to express your ideology may change. And the, the change of words there could help your ideology resonate with your employees and, and again, kind of cause that ripple effect of it not being a differentiating factor, but because it's something, again, it's that beacon that everybody can point to in your company and everybody can look at. Because it's that beacon, your employees will just carry a, or cause an amazing customer experience because their performance is so much better. All right, so that's us mostly wrapping up are you know, series on your company ideology. So don't forget that's your values and your purpose wrapped together, which creates your, basically your company's reason for existing. Okay. So that's been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Go ahead and leave us a comment or a note or review wherever it is that you listen to us or leave us a comment if you found the transcript on the blog. And we just love to have the statistics. I have a quote from my client already and everything else is beautifully written, very succinct and concise. And, you know, everything is double checked and the grammar is perfect. The spelling is perfect. And um, then they can run with it, which I have had happen where... I got my, my client a full page feature in her local newspaper, which she opened and was so excited to see. And actually, I had written that I had written that content already. So for me, that's fantastic because I already have approved it. She's already approved hour whatever it is. Just make sure you structure it so it sets you up for success. And what this might mean for you is mapping out a few activities and doing them for a few days, seeing what fits seeing what makes you feel good, seeing what doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then you can always swap out the activities that you're not pleased with and try out your new routine for a few days. It's all, you know, there's, everybody has something different. There's always going to be a lot of variety and you're always going to have something to recommend, but an optimal morning routine puts you in the right mind frame, no matter what it is that you're doing. So Thank you for listening this morning, and if you've got morning activities that you just can't do without and you didn't get a chance to respond to my question on LinkedIn or in the Girl Boss community, you can go ahead and leave me a message. I would love to hear what you've got to say. So this has been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie, owner of Defy the Status Quo, and we will see you next time.